Hey, my friends, welcome to another episode of This Sovereign Life, where we inspire you to escape the mediocrity that we've been conditioned to see as success in this life, in this society, and instead pursue a life that is everything that you desire and more. Today, I want to talk about, today I'm going to talk about dangerous ideas. Um, now, I'm sure something different comes to mind for each and every one of you when hearing that. Dangerous Ideas is a pretty um, imaginative title, but I want to talk about what I mean by dangerous ideas because I've um, I've used that term before in regards to the things that I talk about, the things that I share, and for some that might my ideas might not seem that dangerous or you might be wondering like, why does she think they're dangerous? I'm not, you know, teaching you how to make bombs or getting you into trouble in any way. Um, you know, not telling you to evade your taxes, anything like that. Um, so you might, some of you might've been curious when you've heard me use that term. And it's a term that I've been just kind of like thinking about and exploring in my own mind as to why I label some of these things dangerous ideas. Um, because in reality, they're not dangerous at all. Um, but they do have a certain danger to them when it comes to how they can shape your life, right? And it, and it depends on what you see as dangerous or not dangerous. But one of the main things that I am referring to... And I'll tell you a story about my own experience because early in my life, fairly early in my life, I learned what it means to embrace a dangerous idea or belief because I was raised in an environment that was very exclusive and that was very, there was a certain belief set requirement in order for you to remain in that environment. And especially these days, I'm starting to notice, to realize that that is not uncommon in any social circle or group, club, community that has been kind of created around a belief system. And for some reason, rather than creating community around shared um, shared values and complementary differences and uniqueness says those are long words but instead of com- creating community around that we've created community generally around kind of an exclusive set of like you have to believe this or you're not in you're out right um and we're seeing that a lot i would say right now we've i mean it's kind of been consistent throughout history but i think that that's personally i believe that that's a sign of an unhealed and broken society uh, but it remains, it seems to be that way. That's the way it seems to be. So um, so mine came or my first experience came in this religion and um, there was these, there were some very specific beliefs you had to adhere to. One of them being that this religion was the only place where God had placed his name, right? So if you weren't in that religion, you were in the wrong religious community, according to them. And if you were to leave this place, you were basically leaving, in their their opinions, you were leaving the circle of 
of brethren, of gathered people where God had placed his name and officially stamped his stamp of approval on it, I guess. And um, and you therefore were cut off from communication by most people within that religious circle. Now, mind you, um, I grew up in this environment from the age of, uh, before I can remember, I was probably like two, up until I was probably 21 is when my dad, thankfully, was one of the first ones to start exploring the wrongness of kind of these exclusive beliefs. But during that time that I grew up there, the the principles in this environment were you only were supposed to basically interact and have friendships and community with people within the parameters of this church. Otherwise, you were consorting with the world. You were, um, and I know it all sounds very ridiculous now, uh, but people get sucked into this. I mean, there's a lot of cults. There's a lot of people in cult-like environments, even if they're not religion, because for some reason we seem to find safety within these parameters and uh, a lot of humans tend to gravitate towards it. Now, if you're a child like I was and you grow up in that from the earliest memory you can possibly form, you um, or subconscious, it starts with your subconscious, even if you don't have conscious memories, uh, this is just normalized for you from day one. And until you get to the point where you start to question it, you see inconsistencies in it or, you know, things that don't align with what you, what you feel is right. Uh, you just, you believe it and you go with it. And so I went my whole life, um, staying within the parameters of this religion, only having friends within it, only ever considering, uh, once I got older, only ever considering romantic relationships within this context, um, it was very limited. Trust me, you had to find your romantic partners at these things that they called Bible conferences where you would go and everyone would kind of scope out the eligible bachelors and bachelorettes. And uh, funnily enough, I was never, I, I don't think I was ever in the top 10 for anybody based on my, um, you know, my lack of uh, good Christian wife qualities possibly in their minds. Um, or maybe it was my family my family didn't really have a, you know, a strong name in the community. We hadn't been, um, an incest <laughs> longstanding family name within that religious community. But, um, but anyway, uh, I'm getting a little off track here. Long story long, I, um, as I got older, I started to question these things. Like they, they didn't all feel right, but because the, the community, because that was the only community I knew, the only people that I ever had even dared to call friends or even explore a friendship with were in this religion. And so I'd gone this whole life only establishing friendships within the religion, only ever considering romantic partners within the religion, only ever, you know, considering these religious, these particular religious views to be right. And when I got to the point where I started questioning it, I often would just ignore my questions when I try to ask questions. 
um, to people within the church, not usually my parents, my parents didn't usually respond this way, but to other people within the church at like their young people's gatherings, youth groups, whatever you want to call them. Uh, I often got the answer of that. That was a dangerous idea to explore. Those were dangerous books to read. Um, I, I got a warning that, you know, don't, don't let yourself explore these things too much. They'll lead you astray. And there was so much fear of ideas that threatened the core beliefs and principles in this religious setting within this community. And, um, so, you know, I went some years like fiddling, filling inside, like it didn't all make sense. Like it wasn't exactly right, but just kind of ignoring that because I really didn't want to get the disapproval of the only people that I had known as community. I really didn't want to shake that up because I knew that if I was to shake it to its core, to a certain point, I was going to lose every single friend and connection I had ever made. Now that is wild. And that's kind of what I want to point out, right? Is that when I talk about dangerous ideas, not talking about teaching you how to, like I said, evade your taxes or make bombs or anything like that. What I am talking about or hack, if I could teach you how to hack, I would maybe, or maybe I'd just keep it to myself. But um, anyway, uh, what, what I experienced, because that's eventually exactly what happened is when these, when these dangerous ideas finally became real enough and important enough to no longer be able to ignore them uh, just to keep good standing in my community, the only community I had ever had access to, I eventually, literally overnight, lost all of my friends and all of my connections. And every supposed mentor I could have ever looked up to, not that there were any great ones within that circle. But, you know, in my limited experience, um, that was all I had. And so it was a big, scary, and earth-shaking decision to stand on the foundation of new truth that I could no longer ignore, that I had found. And one thing that I'm very grateful for in that whole um, experience is that many people in that church, their kids would would question and realize that this truth or this this set of ideals didn't really align with what they believed and their parents would cut them off and their parents would no longer speak to them because they had gone away from the truth. My parents, on the other hand, they led the charge in this seeking and understanding a bigger, broader picture of the truth and in eventually leaving the boundaries of this religion, leaving the religion altogether because uh, it's the kind of religion that doesn't allow you to stay if you're not fully adhering to the parameters, right? And so I'm very grateful that my parents led the charge, not only led the charge, but also supported us and backed us the entire way as we basically started all over again. We started from scratch 
when it came to building friendships, building community, uh, figuring out our own value systems, right? We had a a made-for-you value system within that church, um, which was very restrictive and very, uh, I think, had a very wrong focus when it comes to what you should be focusing on in the sense of values. Um, and so when when we left that church, that environment, uh, I literally was like, well, what do I value? What what do I build? Where is my foundation? Um, and I felt for a long time like I didn't have any. And that led to a period of exploration, which uh, I think was something that was important in my life. I'm not saying everyone needs that. But for me, I'm a very curious person. Um, and I'm the kind of person that my values and my beliefs have to be established on something real, um, especially since leaving that church, because with that, I learned a very valuable lesson. And that was that when you just take beliefs and ideals and values that have been handed to you on a silver platter from anyone, including your parents, including your closest friends, your mentors, whatever, there is a chance that that value at some point, that belief system will either do you a disservice or will crumble underneath you not necessarily because I'm calling it wrong, but because it's not real to you. It's not authentic to you. It's not a value that you have tried and proven for yourself. And so for me, that was something big that I learned is that values are not just something that you take out of a textbook or from a government, from a religious leader, from a parent. And, you know, the truth is this is a difficult topic because as children, that's exactly where we get our values. We have no other choice. Um, Our values are all passed down to us. And it is in those early years that we form those neural pathways uh, that tell us that these values are important or not important, or we should do this or we should do that. So the truth is, is that I would say in the past many generations, uh, more parents and authoritative mentoring structures have unfortunately not um, emphasized the value of finding your own values, of, of finding your own two feet to stand on. Many of these authoritative um, structures and, you know, People in our lives are far too willing to just tell us how to think uh, than to teach us or to tell us what we should think and what we should believe rather than teaching us how to search out the truth for ourselves. So for me, that's one of my number one values at this point. And it's one of my number one values that I want to teach my children because as much as it might pain me sometimes if they are to explore something that is outside of the realm of what I feel comfortable with them valuing or that is um, that is possibly something that is, exceeds something that I've discovered because I think that that unfortunately threatens a lot of pe- parents' ego is you know, you're, you're used to knowing everything and being the authority for your kids and they grow up and then they start exploring things. And what if they find out something that you never knew? It's, it can be hard, right? 
But even in spite of that, I feel like if I give my children that compass, that compass to seek the truth at all costs, to seek what's real for them, what's truly valuable, because I do believe that there is a truth. There is a real foundation of truth on which we can safely put our beliefs. And it doesn't necessarily look the same in everyone's life. It doesn't necessarily manifest the same in everyone's life. But if you have that compass and if you have that guidance, that, my friends, is one of the most important things we can do because if you just adopt values um, and you go with these safe ideas, right? And that's what it feels like when your parents have passed down a value. And I'm not saying... I'm not saying reject all of the values that have been passed down to you. Some of these might be very authentic values. Um, So I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that when you accept, just blindly accept a belief system or a value system or anything thought related passed down to you from somebody that you might admire or somebody that raised you, you uh, you feel safe in that, especially if you've accepted it for a long time. And what you start to do is you start to have confirmation bias because once you've established such a safe position in something, your whole entire brain, body, and nervous system are working together to reinforce that because you have found safety. And that's how our system works. Our system is here. Our ego, our brain, our nervous system, they are here to protect us. That is their job. And instinctively, when we find a measure of safety, all of that starts to kick in. We train our nervous system. We train our our brain and our ego to kick in to keep us in that safe place. And so that's why I call them, I call new ideas, ideas that might shake the very foundation of your life. That's what I call a dangerous idea. An idea or a belief system that might threaten the community that you have as you know it, that might threaten your friendships, that might even threaten your good standing within your own family. That is a dangerous idea. And I would say that I think that it's always worth exploring. I'm not saying that every dangerous idea is worth taking hold of. Um, but that's for you to figure out, right? And I do think I do think that when we choose safety in a belief system and we choose this exclusivity of just, I'm going to believe this because if I don't, um, I'm not going, my friends are going to think I'm crazy, right? Um, my friends and I'm, I'm there again, but the truth is that I've started to embrace this. Um, it's hard every time, but I've started to embrace this journey of allowing myself to consider what is the truth, regardless of what is the truth truth that I've lived with for this long? What is the truth that my, you know, because sometimes what you are living by is not authentic to you one little bit, 
but you feel so pot committed. You feel so, um, so much a part of it. And by the way, I don't know if you can hear the rain in the background, but it's a really pretty summer rain happening right now. And I do not have a soundproof studio, so it's possible that you're hearing it. Um, but yeah, we get so pot committed to our communities, our friendships, our relationships, um, the way people perceive us. And, you know, even uh, some of the things we do, you know, maybe you're part of a church and you're so involved that you couldn't possibly consider uh, questioning any of the ideas because then you lose your job on the board and what would you do with your life, you know? Um, but, but that is, to me, you have to calculate the risk and that is much more dangerous for your overall life, your overall human experience than it is to allow yourself to entertain dangerous ideas. Because sometimes it's through the most dangerous of ideas that you find the truth. That is how it's gone for me. Uh, and by dangerous, like I said, I don't mean literally dangerous. I mean, probably it's all going to be perspective because it's what's considered dangerous within your realm, right? What might be dangerous for me might not be dangerous for you and vice versa. What might feel dangerous for you to think about or believe in might not feel dangerous for me at all. Uh, so it's all relative. But also the thing is that we are only here for a certain amount of time. And if you have any inkling to believe like me that our real purpose here is not just to fit in, it's not just to be approved of, it's not just to be successful by society standards, it is actually to nurture and expand our souls in a way that brings us closer to God and accomplishes God's purpose, Christ's own purpose for us while we're on this planet, then you can't afford to live just in some idea of safety when it comes to beliefs. You have to explore dangerous ideas because we're not here to be limited. We're not here to be controlled. We're not here to to think that just one narrative is the ultimate truth. And I see so many people around me falling into this trap and just continuing to reinforce their own belief systems and ideas because they can't stand the thought of shaking up their entire life or disappointing someone or being kicked out of their friend circle or whatever it is, right? And you may be like, yeah, uh, yeah, that really doesn't sound fun, right? And I'm not going to pretend that it is because it, it, is, it can be devastating and like I said, it can be earth shattering. But here's the truth of me having these experiences for years is that every time I have let go of this tight grip on a social standing or anyone's approval or acceptance, or any kind of belief system that just reinforces what I've always thought, wow, the rain is getting crazy. 
it has been the most liberating and important thing I could possibly do at that time. And it has given me so much more, so much more growth, so much more understanding, so much more abundance and gotten me so much closer to who and where I truly want to be that it has been absolutely worth it a hundred percent of the time. And I'm saying, I am not saying that it's not difficult to let go. It's not difficult to allow friendships to drop off if they no longer will be accepting of you. But think about it like this. If your community will only accept you if you adhere to their rules of how to believe, are they actually community? Are those really friends? And if they are and they temporarily feel threatened by you entertaining new ideas or beliefs, um, the real friends, the real ones will come back around. They may be temporarily threatened, but you might, you might open something up for them that otherwise wouldn't have happened. You might give them the courage to explore something that they wouldn't have otherwise explored because they saw you do it. And so you never know where it will lead you. But what I do know, what I can tell you for certain is that when you choose this path, when you have the courage to explore the things that seem dangerous or that you might not want to know, then you are having an impact not only on your own life, but on other lives that is far greater than if you stay in some kind of social setting or circle just to please people. If you if you suppress yourself, suppress your curiosity, suppress who you are and what you know to be true just to fit in, you're you're going to get to the end of your life and you're going to know, you're going to know that that was not all that there was for you. And so this episode is really to encourage you and support you in having the courage to to seek the truth no matter what and to allow yourself to believe what you have found to be true in your explorations even if it threatens the foundation of everything you know because if you're that kind of person and and some people will never have the curiosity some people will never feel that calling. And if that's you, this podcast probably isn't for you in the first place. But if you have had that calling, if you've felt that urge to seek deeper, to discover some things that feel edgy and feel dangerous and feel like you might, you might get rejected for them, um, do it do it because there's always a community that you will up level to. There are always new people to discover. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying throw these things in your family's face, your friend's face, your community. I'm not saying I'm not an advocate of cutting off people just because they on the other end either because they don't get it because they're not up to your level of understanding or belief. Uh, There's some people that propagate that and act as if it's important to cut off anyone that doesn't 
have a higher level of understanding. I'm not of that, uh, I'm not of that nature. That doesn't resonate with me. And I'm not telling you to do that, but I'm telling you to be courageous, be fearless about seeking what is true because knowledge really is power. Understanding and awareness and opening yourself up to see more of God, to see greater, see the bigger picture. Uh, That is rewarding in and of itself. And that is a reward that will continue to serve you long past any church structure, long past most of our relationships and friendships. That is the one true relationship to seek and to seek fearlessly and to seek with courage and not to let anything get in the way of. And I'll leave you, I will leave you with that. Be courageous. And if you want to know where to start, a simple verse from the Holy Bible, be still and know that I am God. Sometimes when you're still, that's when you really, really start to feel what is true. That's it for this episode, my friends. I will see you in the next one.